The following Art Trap production has been made possible in part by subscribers like you. I want to believe the past has been exterminated. Anything goes again. 1,500 cards later. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Speaking of sad farewells. Next stop, the Twilight Zone. Feed me, Sylvester. All next in this edition of the Sonic News Driver. Drop the Sonic device. Isn't my day, is it? Even the Sonic screwdriver won't get me out of this one. Use this. What's that? A sonic screwdriver. Never fails. There we are. Neat, isn't it? This can function as a sonic blaster, a sonic cannon, and a triple folded sonic disruptor. Doc, what you got? I, I've got a sonic. Uh, oh, never mind. What? It's sonic. Okay, let's leave it at that. Disruptor, cannon, what? It's sonic. Totally sonic. I am sonic to all. A sonic what? Welcome once again to the Sonic News Driver, selected Doctor Who related news stories delivered to you sonically for Earth Date, Tuesday, the 28th of April, 2009. I mean, Wednesday, the 29th of April, 2009. You see, this uh, podcast got delayed <laughs> due to some technical problems. We had to. Um, well, I had to delay this podcast because of it, and um, so it's coming a little day shy of where it was originally meant to come out, but uh, the news is still um, newsworthy, so let's get on with it. I want to believe may have been the slogan for the X-Files, but I'm not sure about this one. As previously mentioned on the Sonic News Driver, Jillian Anderson has joined Christopher Eccleston in the cast of A Doll's House. That's not Doll's House, that's A Doll's House, which is a play running in the UK. Now, The Telegraph is reporting that she is being prepped to appear in Doctor Who. There has been no confirmation coming from the BBC on this, nor has any source been given to where they had learned that Gillian Anderson will be joining Doctor Number 11, Matt Smith. The article does mention that the characters that she is going to be playing, though, if I was to mention it, it would be a spoiler. <laughs> so, out of the interest of staying spoiler-free, I won't mention the character's name. But it's pretty much all out there now. <laughs> the cat is out of the bag. The past has been exterminated! Alan Brown writes an interesting commentary in the Times Online concerning a newly opened Doctor Who exhibit at the Kelvin Grove Art Gallery and Museum in Glasgow. Mr. Brown makes an observation that the exhibit seems to have completely forgotten about Doctor Who's rich history prior to the Ninth Doctor, with perhaps the exception of K-9, which for all we know may not have been included if it wasn't for the fact that K-9 made a appearance on the show with the Tenth Doctor, and now in the Sarah Jane Adventures. It is truly sad that such a rich history of a television program, which is not only a British institution, but a worldwide phenomenon, is being completely ignored. Yes, it is understandable that the main focus might be on what has been seen in the recent series since Russell T. Davies has brought it back to television, but one of the great assets about Doctor Who is its rich history. 
And on a personal take, even when I formed the Gallifrey Embassy almost a quarter of a century ago, Doctor Who already had a long history of its own dating back two decades. It's part of the attraction. It's part of the lore. Without William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee laying down the foundation, we would never have the likes of Tom Baker and all those that followed the iconic scoff-toting Time Lord, certainly not the present-day Doctors. Don't forget our past. If anything, a show about time traveling should have made us aware of that. (laughs) Anything goes again. Once again, John Barrowman is teaming up with his sister, Carol E. Barrowman, to write a sequel to their first autobiographical outing, Anything Goes. The new book, due out the 1st of October, is titled, I Am What I Am, Popeye the Sailor Man. Well, except for the Popeye the Sailor Man part. Oh, and the Toot Toot as well. (laughs) This edition will be, quote, more in-depth exploration of John the Man, his thoughts, opinions, and experiences, and in particular focus on achievements over the past couple years, and quote, the publisher Michael O'Mara Books states. 1,500 cards later, David Tennant raises 38,000 pounds for charity. David Tennant took the time while in the Doctor Who studios to sign 1,500 cards with a photograph of himself on the front for Headway Excess, a Colchester charity. The sale of the cards helped to raise funds so that they could continue services such as a day center and community support. Tennant first got involved with the group after researching it for a character he was playing who had suffered brain damage in a car accident. The cards have been sold in the UK, Canada, Dubai, and Singapore. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Alright, okay. I keep on promising I was not going to sing. Alright, I have to stick to this promise one of these days. Well, raising £38,000 for charity is nothing to cry over. But learning how the 10th incarnation of our favorite Time Lord will leave us made David Tennant shed a tear. Without giving any spoilers away, Tennant spoke of his reading of the script that depicted his departure. Quote, I turned the phone off and I read it without interruption. I might have had a little cry, end quote. Tennant also said that he may cry on the set during his last performance due to the impact of it all. Quote, it's such a big deal, end quote, Tennant stated. David also said of his last scripts, they are brilliant scripts and very moving. It's quite a big deal, end quote. All will be revealed in the 2009 specials, returning later this year, starting in November-ish, according to Russell T. Davies, running through Christmas and the New Year. At which point, as with all departing incarnations of the Doctor, we may all shed a tear. Speaking of sad farewells, It's not the first time here on the Sonic News Driver in which I reported of a young person being laid to rest in a TARDIS-like casket. A 17-year-old Doctor Who fan, Ben Rayner, had just this treatment after he died earlier this month due to complications relating to cerebral palsy. His vision was limited, he could not talk, he had learning difficulties, and was quadriplegic. His sister, Lindsay, who is 24, had chosen the TARDIS coffin For her younger brother, as she said, he enjoyed watching Doctor Who and had quite a bit of collectibles. Ben's family requested that mourners not wear black at the funeral service. Next stop, the Twilight Zone. 
Twilight actor Ben Fascinelli stated he would love to play the time-traveling Time Lord from Gallifrey. Well, actually, he just said Doctor Who. To complete his trilogy of the recent Doctor roles reports The Sun. Has anyone told him that this Doctor is not that kind of Doctor? The Sun reports that he is eager to clap eyes on the popular series since British fans seem to rave so much about it at convention appearances he's attending on behalf of Twilight the movie. Well, Twilight movie. The movie Twilight. That's nothing to do with Twilight Zone. It's that Twilight movie. He said that he would love to play the Doctor if the opportunity came, especially if it was a film role. He stated, quote, I wish we had Doctor Who in America, end quote. Well, I guess the poor chap has never turned on PBS stations while growing up here in the U.S. He neither hasn't come across these shiny little discs. We know them as DVDs, or perhaps he needs to be enlightened about cable and satellite channels such as BBC America and the Sci-Fi Channel. Well, obviously I was just having some fun there in that article there, poking some fun, having a go at it. I do apologize, and it's um, all kidding aside, many of us here in the USA, in America, also wish there was Doctor Who in America. I mean, here we are, we're April, we're approaching the end of April, actually, in 2009, and we still have no word on when the 2009 specials are going to be shown here in the U.S. So, yes, we do want Doctor Who in America. We're constantly being asked on when Doctor Who is going to be transmitted here, when the new episodes are coming here. Are they going to be shown on BBC America or the Sci-Fi Channel or the Sci-Fi Channel? And we still don't have answers yet, so stay tuned. And yes, we do want Doctor Who in America. Feed me, Sylvester! Sylvester McCoy was once again back in the science fiction slash fantasy genre and now add musical to that, playing the role of florist Mr. Mushnick in the smash hit musical Little Shop of Horrors. McCoy, who is now 65, joined the all-star lineup at the King's Theatre in Glasgow in this musical featuring the man-eating oversized plant named Audrey Two. Unfortunately, the production ran only until the 11th of April. So count yourself lucky if you did have that opportunity to catch him there. Get your Sonic gear! Well, as I said in our last show, you can support this podcast and get some great gear in terms of shirts, mugs, and alike sporting the Sonic News Driver artwork. Get your podcast swag at arttrap.com or sonicnewsdriver.com. It will both bring you to the same place. Just tap on the store tab on the top and it will bring you to um, the store section of the site where you can help support this podcast. Well, that's going to wrap things up for this Sonic edition. Well, isn't every edition a Sonic edition of the Sonic News Driver? Thanks for listening to the Sonic News Driver. As opposed to all those other news drivers that aren't Sonic. Please send feedback to feedback at sonicnewsdriver.com. This is Louis Trapani. You can follow me via Twitter at twitter.com slash Trapani. Visit ArtTrap.com for more on this and other podcasts. This has been an ArtTrap production.